in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 3, there's a, there's a narrative there that talks about uh, when God wants to deny a nation of leaders. He said, this is uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 3 verse 1. He said, for behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, that thick the stay and the staff, the stay of water and the stay of bread. Then he began to talk about the things that makes a nation great. When he talk about the stay of the staff and the stay of bread, of water, it begins to explain to you what makes a nation great. So if you found a nation and you didn't find these categories of people, that nation cannot be great. So any nation that denies these categories of people in that nation, that nation shall never be great. So he began to list those people. He said the man of war, number two, the mighty man. Number three, he talked about the judge. Number four, he talked about the prophet. Number five, he talked about the prudent. And then number six, he talked about the ancient. Then he talked about the captains of 50. And then the counselor, the honorable man, the uh, um, cunning artificer and the eloquent orator. So these are the people you need in a nation for that nation to pro prosper or be prosperous. Are you listening to me? Now when God begins to take these leaders away from that nation, they will want for leadership. But we are saying that if the Lord leads us, we should not want for leadership. So if you were to, uh, and I, I again told you that for the church, for the setting of the church, we have been called to nurture souls, raise souls, bring people into the, that's the whole thing. If you go to the aviation industry, their main assignment is to transport people from one city to the other. You can have a flight from Qatar to New York, which is about 14 hours. It is their job to stay the plane in the air, make sure the plane lands. If you go to the uh, port, the ships, the assignment is to transport goods. If you go to the army, their, their mission is to win wars. So what is our mission? We need to define the reason why we are here and let's be committed to do it and do it with all our hearts. Not half-hearted, not uh, with lacking of, lack of understanding, but we should do it with all our hearts. Amen. So what is the assignment of the church? The assignment of the church is to win souls, raise the souls, so that the souls will also do for others. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So if we miss it, if we miss this basic assignment, then the whole definition of the purpose of the church is defeated. So if you go to a church and there is no judge, there is no mighty man, there is no man of war, that means that the real reason for the church being is lost because people are not being won to Christ. There's, people are not being saved. People are not coming to the kingdom. So if you were to take the nation, a typical nation, all these people were given to that nation for that nation to prosper and be great. All these people are given to the church for one thing, so that we can also win souls. That's the whole thing. To establish souls, encourage souls, make many people pastors, make many people shepherds, to watch over the souls. Because for us, we believe that there's an eternity to answer for. Right or wrong? Come on, right or wrong? So our life is not just about this life. And so for me, if I see that for you, you don't see souls as anything that's important, then the reason for which you are coming to church is a bit limited. Maybe you're expecting that God will bless you. As for the blessing, he will bless you. But that is not the reason why you are here. 
Let me hear amen. Our aim here is to, for you being born again, being saved and coming to church on your own on a Wednesday night like this, where people are struggling to get out of here and get somewhere else. You are sitting in church. You must be something, you must have something a little more. But it's my duty to make sure that, look, let's focus on the focused, <laughs> bad English. Let's focus on the major thing. Amen. Glory to God. And so if, if so the purpose for the mighty man in the church is so that you can win souls. If you are here, you are a mighty man. Huh? You are a mighty man in this church. Everybody calls you a mighty man, mighty man. Your, your main purpose is to establish his house by focusing on winning souls. If you are a man of war, you know how to fight. Don't fight your brother. Don't fight your sister. Fight the devil and take his souls. If you are a prophet, you see, these are the things that make a nation. It's, it talked about the mighty man, the man, and the prophet. So if you are a prophet, you don't prophesy for profit, or you are not a prophet of profit. The prophet's focus is that souls will be established in the kingdom of God. So the anointing that God places on the prophet is to be an attraction so that people will come to know Christ. Amen. He talked about the prudent man. If you have wisdom, use it to serve the house so that we can win souls. All of you people, God bring you into this house for one purpose. The end game is that we should trans- transform the lives of many, many people before until the day that the Lord will come. Amen. Then he talked about the what? The, 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 the ancients. If, if you are an elderly person, I think one of the things an, any elderly person should do in church is prayer. You remember the story of Anne, the prophetess. Bible says she prayed and prayed until the day that she saw Jesus come. When she lost her husband in her 30s, she decided not to marry anymore, but she became a prophetess. And that woman prayed day and night. My goodness, may God raise women who can pray. If you don't have any desire for marriage, anything like that, convert that energy, potential into kinetic energy. So that you fuel the church spiritually. I say fuel the church. We don't have any old people here. But I'm believing that in some years to come. Amen. When your head becomes gray. You will give yourself to prayer. You don't have passion for anything anymore. The passion that is left. Will be the passion of prayer. Amen. I said amen. So. The ancient in a church. Is all working for one goal. Souls. Amen. And that's where we are going. I said, that's where we are going. This is the foundation of the church. My, my primary, you see, the reason why I have not seen me doing crusades, eh? It's how I forgot, you know. <laughs> you help me, amen. We are putting things in place. We will hit crusades. Massive. That is my drive. Somebody came all the way to tell me, a, a senior pastor. He came to tell me, Danny, don't stop crusades. Don't stop winning souls. He came to tell me that. He came to really encourage me. Amen. And we will not stop. We will not stop. We will, we will, we will take off. One more time. Hallelujah. And all of us, we are here for this drive. Glory to God. So if you are an ancient person, then it's a captain of 50. That means you are home cell, home fellowship outreach leader. You are captain of 10. Captain of 20, captain of 40, 
eh, you are also involved in this thing called soul winning and soul establishment. Because in a church, if we call you a pastor or a shepherd or anything, it's not about the title. It's about the number of souls you have backed in your account. Amen. And the reason why a lot of people don't like this soul winning business because it's the most difficult of it all. Winning, winning. Say winning. Uh-huh. Not bringing. Winning is a war. I said it's a war. It's a fight to contain. Contend with the thoughts, directions, anticipation, purposes of many people and to impress on them that, look, God has a better plan for you. It's war. I said it's war. But we must win the war. Come on, say amen. So God brought you here for me to emphasize it over and over again that for us, that's why Saturday, no program is held in the church. No choir meeting. There's nothing going on. And the reason is simple. You become an evangelist. Become a soul winner. Go out there, tell somebody about Jesus. And disciple that person. Are you seeing the reason? So the whole church, our vision is geared towards one thing, that we're so within outreach church. That's why on Saturday we don't do anything. No choir rehearsals, nothing. And in fact, I don't want to wear anybody out on a Friday so that Saturday you can work. Clap your hands and say amen. <laughs> Except for the, the, the mobs that we are having now, we will keep our programs Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesday, or so that Saturday is a special day for you. To do the work of God. I said to do. If you can't think about God on a Saturday. Man you are far away. Come closer. I said come closer. I said come closer. In Jesus name. So we have the captain of 50. And then we have the honorable man. You are, you are an honorable man in the church. Maybe you are a member of parliament. Like the member of parliament who came here the other time. Or you are in a government institution. And political office. We don't celebrate your political achievement. We celebrate the souls you have captured from the kingdom of darkness. This is not a parliament where we debate laws. We debate souls, how we can win them. Every office has their function. So let's define our function very well so we stay on course. So that no matter the cost, we pay the price. And God is going to honor our faith. God will honor our faith and give us that which we desire. Is it not he who said... Delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So if we as a church, as a corporate, we desire this. God knows how to bring the souls in by hissing, by blowing, by causing miracles. The church will suddenly explode like that. I'm telling you, things are going to happen here in Jesus' name. I said things are going to happen in Jesus' name. Thank you very much. So we have the the honorable and the counselor. The counselor. And then we have the, uh, the, 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 the uh, cunning artificer or a skillful person like Aholia and Bezalia. So like these gentlemen who play instruments. It's nice, but you see, there also is the soul winning. So you see the cunning artificer, somebody who can make equipment, technical people, and grafted people. All these people work together to cause us to have the game that we have in mind. Souls, as their souls, amen. God will honor our faith in this house, 
so the cunning artificer and then the eloquent orator you know how to talk if you have that gift please don't use it only for marketing use it to bring somebody to church the way you can rap I mean if the way you can talk you can sell ice to an Eskimo the Eskimo who lives on ice you are selling ice to me and he's buying what a miracle how come you've not able to raise anybody like if you're a banker you should have banking girls follow you to church man hello that's what we mean bringing fruits after your own kind is that not it as a reason why I'm training some of you in the t- young young people is that I don't expect you to go and bring, bring people like you amen start home fellowship with young young people like you Don't say, ask for a pastor I think you got the wrong people I'm too young for this you are not I know what I'm thinking let me hear amen if you can have young fellowship groups all over the place, wouldn't that be nice? And you taking the Bible, expatiating the word and preaching the word and, you know, people are clapping. It says, sister, you can preach power. That would be my joy. Amen. I said, that would be my joy. To all of you that are coming for the shepherd school, it, I, I know what I'm doing. And the reason why I didn't ask someone, because of the time, some of you are elderly, will find another opportunity to, to give you that training as well. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. So, listen. The reason for the prudent man, the eloquent, eloquent eh, orator, you know how to talk. You know how to market. Why don't you market the gospel a little bit? Then he continues, because after you have made children your princes, and babies shall be their rulers. And I told you last week that if the Lord is leading us, then we should not want for leadership. We don't want babies to lead us. We don't want uh, children to be our princes. We want mature people, people who are intelligent to lead us. And in the church, it's not about your eloquence and speech. It's not about your cunningness. It's not about you being a general. If it has nothing to do with you turning people to Christ and raising people to do the work of God, it is of no consequence whatsoever. So when we say a baby is ruling you, it's somebody who has taken his eyes off the main work. The thing that is on God's heartbeat. If you met Jesus today, two things he will tell you. Go and tell the world I'm coming and go and tell everybody you saw me. That's all. It's nothing about anything physical here. It's of no consequences. Physical things, no, no. If you met Jesus, that's what he will tell you. Go and tell the world that I'm coming soon and number two, go and tell everybody what I told you because his heart is after the souls of men. Why can't we, you know, resonance? The reason why the buildings in Turkey collapse is because of the resonance. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm jumping on a, what do they call that thing that you bounce off? Trampoline, thank you. If I'm bouncing on the trampoline and I go with the rhythm of the trampoline, if the trampoline goes and I go down, it will be taking me higher and higher. Is that right? So it's called, if you get on the resonance of that trampoline, it will take you very high. That means that you are in rhythm with the, the movement of the trampoline. So the buildings that collapsed in Turkey, buildings that picked up the same amplitude, they all collapsed. Because now they are flowing with the movement of the ground. So 
One, two, three, you are gone. The buildings that stayed were those who didn't flow with the, uh, the amplitude, the resonance of the way. They were able to see. What I'm saying is that if we can catch the resonance of God, it is two things, only two. He's coming back and tell people, tell them, that's all. And if we're able to do that, we get on the amplitude of resonance with God. We, you see, as we are bouncing, we will bounce very high. But when God is bouncing like that, you are fighting, you are going the opposite bounce. You will never arrive. So we must get on key and, and resonance with the things that on God's heartbeat. If we do that, you don't know how you are blessed. You don't know how. You don't, we, we wouldn't know how we'll be blessed though. There's no key. There's no key to unlocking prosperity. Seven steps to this thing. Eight steps to this thing. Go and try it and see whether it will work. There's no one formula for anything. Those who have made it, if, if they tell you the keys they use, you go try the keys. It will not work. It will not work. Because everybody's narrative in life is different. And God has assured us that if we get on the amplitude of the resonance of his heart, he will make sure our supplies are intact. So let's get busy with God. Let me hear amen. When we get busy with God, he will cause things to happen to us that we cannot explain. We will have reason to explain. Glory to God. And this is it. Two things. He's coming back to tell the world. He's coming back to tell the world. He doesn't care whether you drive Rolls Royce. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People talking about pastors in aeroplanes, private jet. What is private jet? It's matter coming from the ground. It means nothing to God. Nothing. Are you winning souls? You can have a ship. I don't care. Once you are doing my business, all these things will be added. The world, they have not seen anything here. You will be so blessed. They will be shaking like that when they see you. Let's just imbibe this into our spirit that look, when it comes to God's work, let's have a heart and a passion. Even the little we can do. You see, even if you try, you fail. God appreciates it. Yeah, but the thought that you don't want, you are only in check because of you is a dangerous thing. I have bad news for you. You will not go far. Because as soon as God does this one for you, you say, Lord, how about this one? He will do, oh, Lord, how about this one? So you are in a perpetual pursuit of personal things, personal agendas, personal accomplishment. You have no interest in the corporate of the church, which is so winning. Man, you missed it big time. I said, you missed it big time. May God put something in your heart in the name of Jesus. We as a church, let us know, let them understand what we stand for. They see us and these people are crazy. When they see us, they'll start running. Some people, when they see us coming, they run. Already you say we are too much. Amen. Either they, it's just two things, either flight or fright. Is that what? Fight or flight. So, if they see you coming, you, Daniel, you are coming to, they know what you are coming to do. They are so. It will be my greatest joy. If you came and shared testimony, you were going and the people were running away, it's a great joy to us. That means at least someone, somebody somewhere will stay and listen to you. Praise the Lord. After all, what are we doing? We water, we plant, we water, we plant. It is the Lord that brings the increase. Increase cannot be defined by any man. Church growth strategies. Hmm. I've read so many books, but we can get an impartation by bringing people who have done great things. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why we want to associate with people who have done big things. Especially in the place we want to go. Somebody has gone there, eating all the food and just been, been there. So it's wisdom for us to attach ourselves with them. And whatever flows in them will flow in us. So listen, all these things that were in the nation, they are in the church so that we can win souls. So that children will not rule over us. And babies will not be, children will not be our princes. And babies will not be our 
our, our rulers. Verse 12, he said, but as for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. Oh, my people. He said, you err because they that lead you are babies. So me, if I'm not telling you this, I have led you astray. I have caused you to err. I have misled you. I have destroyed you and your eternal blessings and the thing that God wants to do in your life. I am your greatest enemy. That's why I'm telling you this. So that no matter how you feel about it, imbibe it so that babies will not lead us. I told you last week, some of you, the demons that are harassing you, small, small babies. Little, little demons that you should take out of here. But because you have no passion for the gospel, you can't bind them. If, if children is if children are your princes and babies are your rulers, that means that the purpose for which the nation was built had been set aside. The purpose for the church, if we set it aside, small, small, small babies will be ruling over us. Small, small devils will be commanding the sin in our lives. We refuse it in the name of Jesus. I said we refuse it. So it's a curse for you to lack leadership. It's a curse for babies to rule over you. It's a curse for children to be your princes and babies rule over us. We refuse it in Jesus' name. We refuse it in Jesus' name. It will only happen if we refuse to accomplish that which is on God's heart. One thing, oh, brothers and sisters, my dear brothers and sisters, may God help us. So we talked about, I have about five points that the, what the signs that babies are ruling over you. So we talked about disorganization, number one. If a baby is ruling over you, the first thing you notice is that the whole place is disorganized. And then when I say disorganized, it's not like things are out of place. It's that there's no structure for so we need nothing. Number two, lack of understanding. Number three, not being able to solve very complex problems. In the book of First uh, Corinthians chapter, it says 14 verse 20. He said, brethren, be ye not children in understanding. How be it in malice, be ye children. How but in understanding, be men. He said, be men. So, the first sign that we are babies is that we, we don't understand the complexity of the work. This work is not a simple work. Babies cannot handle difficult, complex issues. When things get complicated and complex, it's very difficult for a baby to solve it. If you say, A plus one, one plus one, two, two plus two, four. You say, four times three divided by four minus six square roots, then you've lost him. And so we cannot be very simplistic when we, have to, we are dealing with soul winning. We need a lot of maturity and understanding to understand the complexity of the matter we are dealing with. I told somebody, anybody you see walk on this road, somebody owns them. Whether they are wearing chalewate, whether their trousers is torn, there's no difference. Whether they are riding a Mercedes class, Somebody owns them. And the person who owns them, he's not going to let him off you easily. So if you are very simplistic in your thinking, you will give it up. It's complex. Complex. Look at your life. How long did it take you for you to get to this maturity in the things of God? Was it overnight? It took a lot of complicated things to bring you to this point. You have to deploy all, every weapon you know in the book to get the results you want. If indeed you want to win a soul, my brother, you have to go to all extents. When you start saying things like, I, I called him, he didn't pick up. You, 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 are, you, are, you are a baby. You are too simplistic. You are simplistic. It doesn't work like that. I know some place they have about, just because they want to follow up, and so they have about three, three lines, one person. 
you call it his wife, you don't pay, he will use another line. Hey! And I realized that one of the guys, he, he never gets angry. This is a pastor. He never gets angry. So that you call me, I won't pick because maybe I'm busy or I'm not able to pick. When I was, oh, I call him back. He's not angry, oh. He's not. So, oh, no problem. You see, the man is a master at so many. No anger. My God. May we grow up in Jesus' name. So, the whole thing is very complicated for us. So, one, two, three, call. We've given up already. No, you. It took something to bring you this far. Why do you think that your just one singular call will turn somebody around? If you don't go any extra mile to do what you have to do. They used to smoke me from under the chair. Me, your pastor. I was stubborn than you are. Danny, Dan, I know you are there. Come out. Dan, Dan, Dan. The guy will stand in the window. Say, tell him it's complex. Me, pastor, if I can hang under a, a, a sofa. Yeah, <laughs> go. Your pastor, me, look at me. I'm fire. No, some time ago, I was running away. So what makes you think that you giving up too early, you, you may have aborted somebody who is a great apostle because you thought like a child. You didn't know this thing is a complex mechanism and you gave up too soon because you are thinking like a baby. He said in malice, be children. But when it comes to understanding, be men. I said be men. Be men. Get up the loins of your mind and fight. Is it not for a soul? Is it not for somebody making heaven, changing their lives? Goodness me, how can we give up? I say, how can we give up? Well, you know that a whole family that sells alcohol can give up alcoholism. The whole family, a whole family I know, they gave them, they were bulk breakers, they were bulk breaker. They, they bulk break alcohol. Major distribution center, they've given up. So how can you give up on such a people? God has changed their lives. Wouldn't you be joyful to see such a thing in your lives that you, through you, such people have been changed and, and, and blessed forever? Come on, let me hear. Amen. amen. Let's not let's not give up. Let's not give up. No, don't give up. Don't get tired. No matter what it is, let's let's keep fighting on. It's a complex thing. I said it's a complex thing, and the prayer we are praying is working. Somebody told me one lady, she, she doesn't know to come to church again, so she'll go to. Then one of the pastors came to her and said, Get up and dress up and, and go to church. In her dream, I wake up and she came to church. Another person, she says she's not coming to church again. She said, I've been tormenting her to come to church. The prayer is working. That is supernatural evangelism. The thing is working. Let me hear Amen. See? Just like how demons are appearing to people in their dreams, say, go and do evil, blocking them, battering. We have also started appearing. The next time it will be you. Amen. Ah, they didn't say man. It will be you. Amen. Lady telling your sister, come over to Macedonia and help us. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Come over to Macedonia and help us. They will get a call because of you. Some people, they are so superstitious. It's only visions and dreams that can convince them. You are telling them, come to you. It won't work, but one day here. They'll be sleeping, then you appear to you if you don't come. <laughs> Some of our people, that's the only way they'll be convicted. So may God use all the weapons available in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Some people will tell them, give you oh, easy, easy. Some people know they need that dimensions of spiritual dreams and stuff like that before they will respond. Amen. So let us not be baby. Don't, 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 when the thing gets complex, don't say, I can't handle it. Man, you can handle it. I said, you can handle it. The things are, things are not simple, though. Things are not simple. Let's develop capacity. Capacity not to give up. Amen? Capacity to untangle difficult. Is, if you, if, when you give up, it means you're a baby. You know that there's a blessing, but you look at the thing and say, oh, I can't handle it anymore. Grow up. Amen. Grow up and take the bull by the horn and destroy and take over. Amen. I said, amen. I said, amen. Let's not give up. Let's not give up. This is about eternity. Huh? We have a little, little rift here and there. But it's of no consequence to the target, which is the soul. Burial differences. Let's match on. Amen. I said, Amen. So, listen, when you think simple call can resolve a soul and establish them, you are wrong. You are thinking like a baby. You need to pray. You need to follow up. Sometimes it will take two years, three years, four years. Sometimes you've sold so many, and then when you leave it, then the whole thing begins to grow. And so let's, let's be very sophisticated and complicated when it comes to this soul winning thing. Let me hear amen. Sometimes you use entreaties. Sometimes you threaten. Bible said, mm, your God is a consuming fire. That's a threat right there. Sometimes warning. He said, warn them. Warn them. So you have to use everything in the book. Amen. Some people, the way they are brought up, they only work with threats. That's how they work. From child, they've been shouting at them, hey, 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 hey. So if you don't come at that and say, oh, please, I beg you, come to church. They will not respond to you. They need somebody who can take them. I'm taking you to church today. Take control of them. I want you to give your life to Christ. You need, you, you see, you need to be dynamic in every, every soul is different. Amen. I said every soul, you can't use the same, uh, 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 Whatever. Same criteria, same uh, uh, mold for everybody. You are, not, you are not complex. You are not sophisticated. You have to become sophisticated. I say you have to become sophisticated. You handle all manner of people on the left, on the right. Jesus related with very rich people. Jesus related with very poor people. Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus, who was the, one of the richest men in Jerusalem. Jesus knew how to deal with them. And how he related them would not be the same way he related with the other folks. So you must have a multiple layers of wisdom, complexity to deal with this complex world. Do you know the world is getting colder and colder to the things of God? I'm telling you, when I was growing up, it is not how it used to be. Now, it's, it's not easy to, to win a soul. Thank you. <laughs> Most of the thing we are doing is recirculating believers. But like a typical drunkard, somebody who is, doesn't know the gospel. And there's a lot of religiosity in the system now. Because, oh, they are hearing preaching on radio. Since the airways was liberated in 1996. It never used to be like that. For you to hear one message, 
back then, like Otabel is preaching on a Sunday, 1996. Hey, you go and sit by your radio. Because you can hear one, only once in your lifetime. Because GBC, they will not allow you to come. GBC 1, GBC 2, that's all. And Ghana, GBC, Ghana Television, these three arms. So now, so many people are even prophesying and joking on radio. Drive time. Their drive time is now become a prophet. So presented, they are now preaching. They become motivators and encouragers. But the main thing, so a lot, the whole thing becomes so diluted. We need a greater anointing. Let me hear amen. Yeah, I'm telling you, to, 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 to have disciples now is not easy. Because, because so many churches are around. It's not easy. It's very difficult for one person to stay at one place for a long time. But we must break that curse. Amen. Amen. We must be able to stay in one place for a long time. May God help us. I say, may God help us. May God help us. So please, become complex, sophisticated. Bible said, Bible said, the wise seeth trouble and hideth himself. But the simple, the simple, the baby mind. He said, he, 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 the wise man said, and hide. but the simple passeth on and they are punished. So he's saying that in understanding be men. That means understand the systems under which people are living these days. With all the social media spaces, every complexities. Young men, young women with phone, so that you see them walking, they are so so they are going to cross her. They can't even they don't and some of them they are walking and they are smiling. Have you noticed? A lot of young girls. <laughs> if they didn't have the phone, you think they are mad. A lot of things are going on. So listen, we cannot be babies when it comes to understanding what is happening to the young people. What is engaging them? What is consuming their time? We need to work with data, statistics. As a statistics and data. How, what's the average number of hours that a young person stands up? So we tell you, look, share pages. Because that's where they are. One day I was in an underground train in New York. I was shocked. Everybody, everybody on the train. The Lord said, this is where you have to go. Everybody's face was on this. Nobody was talking to anybody. Now we don't even talk to anybody. Even our young people, they don't have social skills. Social quotients. They don't have to relate anymore. Except for phone. They can't chat. They can't engage you. So we, we have to be sophisticated. Don't say, oh, as for me, I don't know how to use the phone. No, you can't do that. Amen. You cannot be an effective soul winner now without a sophisticated phone. You need a solid phone. Now, sophisticated phone is not a luxury anymore if you are a soul winner. Let me hear amen. It's not. May you transition to a big phone in the name of Jesus. A phone that has 500 gig data capacity so you can store information and share information. So please, don't think a sophisticated phone is any luxury anymore. It's not. You need that tool for the work of God. <laughs> yes, I believe God for it for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. We cannot be ordinary. You can have, have your young phones here. If you have a young phone, may God give you a sophisticated phone. Where the person is online, you don't know. 
what the person is doing, you don't even know. You can't trace and track where your soul is. Let us not be children in this thing anymore. The next point, number four. Children, they like fun. Fun. Everything's about fun. Let's look at the scripture. In the book of Luke chapter 7, verse 31 to 32. Said, and the Lord said, Whereunto shall I liken the man of this, the men of this generation? And to what are they like? They are like unto children sitting in marketplaces and calling one to another and saying, We have piped unto you and have not danced. We have mourned to you and have not wept. They are like children sitting and having fun. That's one, one sign of a child. Fun. Too much play. Amen. I said too much play. When you play too much, it's a sign that you are a baby. In this church, we will not play in Jesus' name. Now, we, we, can, we can, once in a while, we can go and have some rest somewhere, which we intend to do this year. But when the fun becomes too much, then we are losing the purpose for which we are here. If all the programs we are doing is not geared towards winning, so me, I'm a baby. I'm a baby. And you don't want a baby to be your leader. Amen. So you should be praying for leaders that all the things we are doing should be towards evangelism, soul winning, outreaches, and bringing in the harvest. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We must believe God that we will come to a place where this church, every week some crusade is happening somewhere. If, if I'm not there, the whole system is working. My God. And that's how we will see great, great miracles happening. So when you see a lot of children, they like to play, 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 play. Now, if you want to be poor, it's, it's, there's a default for becoming poor. The things you do, you automatically become poor. If there are things we keep doing in the church, that makes us look like we are children. We have to stop. One of the things is, you see, when, when new people are not coming into the church, we turn on each other. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yes. It's part of the fun. Yeah, we turn, we turn on one another and then we, we, we destroy one another. But imagine you, you have 50 souls you are watching for. Would you have time for a lot of? You wouldn't. That's why I keep telling the leaders, break all the, all the people in the church who have, all of you here, you have like four, five people you are watching over. When you come to church, you know, when you don't see them, then you know you have work to do. Everybody, three minimum you have is you. Your pastor will check. Where are your souls? We got to get to work. Hallelujah. I said, we got to get to work. Listen, anything that looks spiritual but has no correlation to soul winning is child's play. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Everything we do here, choreography, dance, all should be towards that one goal. Winning souls. Amen. Let's not play. We are not children anymore. We are children of light. I said, we are the children of light. Let's make it count whilst we have life, whilst we are strong, while we can walk, while we have breath. Let our life count for a soul at least every day. Amen. I told the shepherd school that the reason for your secular strength is your holy core. When you have a holy core, it energizes you to do the secular work. That's where your spiritual strength comes from. So enough of the play. Hallelujah. Pastor, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm shy. I'm afraid. Come on, man. Don't let me say certain things. Amen. Don't tempt me to say certain things. I say, don't tempt me to say certain things. I want to ask you a question. Or I shouldn't ask you. Some things you've done, you are never shy of it. Now, the thing that resonates with God, oh, pastor, me, I don't know how to win souls. You're being a baby. You're having fun. Stop it. 
Get serious. Amen. Everything you need to know. We've been telling you that, look, one of the ways to tell somebody about Christ, you share your story. Share your story. How you're going to church, you as a witness, how you're going to church has helped you, kept you away from it. Basic things like that. So you can't say, I don't know how to preach. We are not saying preach. Share your story with somebody. Let them also go think and tell them, oh, I'm praying for you that God will touch your heart. One day, you will, you will, you will follow me. Are, are you seeing what I'm saying? When we have too much fun, toys, we like to, if you look at the nation, a nation that buys, the first thing they look for is a car. It's a baby, baby. They're having fun. Any nation. If cars are our priorities, Charlie, today I drove past Cantonment and I saw a lot of V8s. I couldn't believe the number of V8s in this country. V8s. Even in America, you hardly see a V8. Much more a Lexus 570. My God, toys. Toys and dolls. The Lexus 570, do you know how much it costs? The typical V8 is 150,000 US dollars. The Lexus is almost 200K. $200,000 working. $200,000. $200,000. What I could do with $200,000? You, if they gave you $150,000, do you know what you could do? Huh. Let me stop there. I get into trouble. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Fun. And the next one is what? Eating in the morning. Now, we are doing a lot of sacrifice here. A lot of sacrifice. Things that we can do. We are not on air. Everything we get, we are trying to bring this place to a certain level before we can go out. Hallelujah. Children don't behave like that. When a child wakes up, the first thing he will do is to eat. Book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 16. Ecclesiastes 10 and verse 16. Take your Bible. It says, Woe to the land, to the old land, when thy king is a child and thy princes eat in the morning. You know there was a church that broke up because the pastor bought a BMW. This was in the 90s. The pastor, the first, you know, when they started the church and people started, and then the first thing the pastor did was go and buy a BMW. Three series. As soon as he bought the car. That was the end of the church. That's why I got born again. The church collapsed. Because the pastor has eaten in the morning. Amen. The people, they didn't have a place. They didn't have a land. But the prosperity message, maybe, just, just maybe, he didn't have full comprehension of the matter. And he went to eat BMW in the morning. And that was it. Everybody scatter. You watch here. Watch what we do with your resource. Everything you put, we put in the church. Amen. Nobody takes salary here. Now, when you come to church and you want to seek your, 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 your thing first without considering the corporate church, you're a baby. I said you're a baby. Pastor, my marriage first. Pastor, my, my work. Pastor, my this, my, my, my. You want to eat in the morning. So how about the rest of the church? How about soul winning? How about the other things? Does it matter or it doesn't matter? Come on, amen. Is it, does it matter to you? So if you want to eat in the morning and you don't get the thing, you leave. You can't wait to eat. A lot of people can't wait to evening because real men eat at night. Not at night, but late. Everybody must eat before you eat. If you are a real man, you should be the last person to be eating. No, you should be the first per- last person in anything, if ever in the church. You make sure that everybody is okay before you are okay. That's why when we close, see me at the front. I want to make sure, okay, this people go home. I ask, where's this person? Are they okay? This, that, that, that. Before I can take my leave. So when, when you have leaders who are eating in the morning, they are babies. If our first and most, you see, that's why we say oh, pray in the morning. Even morning prayer itself is a kind of not eating because you are looking up to God for help so that you can do the thing. When you give your morning to God, it's like you have given up your food. Fasting. When you fast in the morning, it's like you are not eating in the morning. When you are satisfied in the morning, you are finished. You won't care for the rest of the day. 
That's what it means. If you eat in the morning, once you are full and you are satisfied, you don't care about the rest. But the day is for working. They told Jesus, why are you going to Judea? You know they want to kill you there. Why you want to go to Judea? Yes, Lazarus is there. What are you going to do there? Jesus said, you see, when you are working and working, nobody can touch you. It's only in the night that you can fall victim. And so when it's day, day is for work. So if you are somebody who always eats in the morning, you've forgotten the future. Now, the thing we are building here is not for tomorrow. It's for generations. Amen. And so sometimes it comes at a very costly price. But we must stick with it. I said we must stick with it. This morning I read my own message and my own message blessed me. The thing I'll be writing, it also preached to me myself. Every time the things are right, at a point they also minister to me by the Spirit of God. You must have long patience. When you eat in the morning, it means you lack patience. You lack patience. You lack it. You lack it. I never proposed to any girl until I was 25, 26 years old. After postgraduate, I did my BSc. When I went back to the house, I said, oh, but some of you, 17, 18, 19, you have proposed to about 27 girls already. And you don't even know the reason why you are doing that. Because everybody is doing it. You, have, you don't have long patience. Instead of sitting down and learning in the morning, you're on your phone. As soon as you watch a movie, you are done. <laughs> your day is closed. You are going to play. You are eating in the morning. So if, you are, if we want to be leaders, then we must sacrifice. You go to some nations. You see the infrastructure. You realize that this thing, they build it. 100 years ago, you look at the infrastructure that has been laid. I'm saying, God, the fathers, they didn't eat in the morning. They labored. And so you go down, you see that everything is okay for the generation. Let's wake up and build. Amen. Now, do you know you are the foundation members of this church? All of you here, founding founding members. All your names will be on things. Oh, yes. I said, they'll be on things. You're a foundation member. Everybody in this church, this church is very, very young. And you are blessed to be here because you are seeing it from this floor. You saw how it was. Where we came here with nothing on this wall. You saw how it was. Where we had nothing in this space. You saw how it was. And you are seeing the progress every day. Somebody will come when everything is done. They don't understand a lot of things. They've not seen the struggle we had. They just come with their cute fingers. But when we were in the heat and sweating they were not there. But you don't have to be mad at them because you came to build so that they can See, your tithes, your offerings, your sacrifices, your Zion partnership. Huh? The things you could have used your money for, you gave it. So that somebody will come here and give glory to God and say, look, I want to be here. I love this church. The labor of the choir is sacrifices in the morning. The praying of the people is sacrifices in the morning. All the inconveniences we have here is sacrifices in the morning. So that in the evening we can rest and we can eat. The time is coming. Every labor you have labored, you reward, get the reward. You will get its reward. So be patient. I said, be patient. Be patient. And let's build this thing. A time is coming. Huh? You'll be there. We'll say, look, let's go to this place. Where's your passport? Submit your passport. And then we are going to Greece. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. A time is coming. God, we get the financial muscle. The things we want, we now, we look so weak. It looks like we are so vulnerable. It will not be like this forever. We are building. Hallelujah. Do you know there are some people who never grace the door of this church until this place is finished. For all those people who are waiting for finished products, don't worry. We'll get there. But you see, you, you wouldn't see how things were built. So you, with you here, you should be able to build anything because you saw every stage of the work. You saw how things were done. From floor with grass to where we are today. I've, I've, I've sacrificed. Me, I've sacrificed. Not only church, be personal, personally. Money to, 
I chop. No, I don't. It's not I don't get money. I, I do get money, but to chop it in my mouth. No, sacrificing, sacrificing, building this, doing that, doing that. Because a time will come, all those things will speak for me. Amen. When you are studying, you are in the morning. You are studying hard. Study all you can. Because a time is coming. The labor you labor, it will work for you. As it will work for you. When you are a baby, you want things now, now, now. Give it to me or I die. If you don't give it to me, I will scatter everything. You are a very young baby. You can't wait for anything. You can't sacrifice for anything. You can't wait till evening when everything has come together. It's that some of us, we take the pepper with you. We take the meat with you. We take the water, we drink. God is preparing soup for you. Say, no, I can't wait. Give me the soup as it is. So you take the tomatoes, you chew the tomatoes. You take the fish, you chew the fish. You take the, uh, what's it, maggie. And after that, you drink the water. Say, the soup is in my belly. Because if you are taking a little more time, God could have finished the soup for you. Let us be patient. Amen. Let us be patient. You see, we see, when you are building something, <clears throat> you, 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 you need a, a large heart. Because, you know, like Bishop Elijah says that. See, God has brought the materials. So we are building. Amen. So we have the material. But now we are putting it together. Let's be patient. God will help us tremendously. Be a man who knows how to sacrifice. Be a man who knows how to wait not to eat in the morning. Be a man who knows how to wait till night. When everything is done, that you can eat. Why are you buying a car into a house that you don't own? You've bought three cars already. But the gate is not yours. You are opening the Mumbai gate, you know. When you are coming, Papa, they open the gate. You drive your car. The house is not yours. How? How can you think like that? How can your, your, your expenditure be more than your revenue, your income? You are not wise. Your expenditure is, is overwhelmed. You are overwhelming your... When we look at your expenditure and your, your money, say, how do you do it? Can't you live within your means? Is it a problem to take torture or something? You have to learn how to mature so you don't kill your future by committing yourself to things you cannot handle. Look, I'm, I'm one of your best examples. You just watch me. You will learn a lot. I say you will learn a lot. Man, I don't waste resources. I don't. I don't waste resources. What we have used to build this place, if you gave it to a contractor, he cannot finish the wall. I'm telling you, if they came to value this structure here it will be far more than the man because of prudence and wisdom change your minds Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14 changing your mind Ephesians 4 verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie now when we when we say you are tossed to and fro is doctrine say doctrine when we say doctrine what do we mean it is teachings teaching anything that is doctrine is how we are taught now, if you keep shifting from one doctrine to another, Bible says that you are a baby and you are carried away with every... So, we have wings as symbolic of changing doctrine. We have the holiness movement. It came and gone. We still have some remnants of the holy. We have the Pentecostal movement. We have the charismatic movement. The Holy Ghost, uh, speaking in tongues and all that. There were seasons that have come and gone. So, now, what doctrine, what doctrine should be our doctrine? Because some people will walk, leave one church and go because of a new doctrine. Maybe a miracle. Maybe the way they are doing something. And you know, sometimes you listen to the uh, newspapers and, and you are, wow. People move <laughs> to one side. And then after that, <laughs> I started reading about Oyedepo before he came to Ghana. Because Remy, who was a medical student on campus in 95, 
brought me his book, one book. He said, Get Lost Satan. So I started reading. Before he even came to Ghana, when they came to Ghana, they started on their way to Victory Bible Church. I never went there. Did I visit? I went there a couple of but like to change church. Never. I never. But I've been following him a long time. But where God said I should serve, I never changed that place. Hallelujah. So I knew that when they moved, it started at La Paz here on the way. Then they went to Odoko and then they came to Circle or thereabouts. But when it's Thursday and it's weekday service at Victory, I go. So why didn't you join them because they came? No. God had planted me somewhere. I cannot be tossed about with every wind. The people who are doing the movements, you see, they, they lack understanding. They, are not, they, they can't stay in one place. They are not committed. Now, if the thing they are doing is not so winning and it's recycling believers, it's a big problem. Amen. You see, you see the whole movement. It shifts like that. It's the two and fro. Now, they are not listening. You, are, you, are, you, are, you, you, the believer, instead of you praying for, it, it's supposed to be people who are, people in the world who have trouble, who, are, who need intervention. But you, the believer, that you should be praying for the own people to be saved. You, you can't believe God for miracle. You are just moving around like that. Oh, I like, you are the one supposed to be praying for people to be saved, healed. So, how long are you going to be under this kind of thing? Very soon, another wave will come. And then you see the same people. They will move again. Because we are not grounded. We don't know, we don't believe as that if I pray for the sick, I can be healed. So, you have left your church prayer platform and you are busy somewhere. Look, let me tell you a story. Kenneth Hagin, eh? you know, if you listen to him a lot, you'll be very wise. He said a story. He said, when he was a, one of the pastors of Foursquare Gospel in America, a certain great man who had preached in his church came to pitch his church between two, two of his two major churches. One was here, and the other church was here. But this man, who had a great offer, came to pitch his church in the middle of these two churches. And one pastor told his church members, don't go to that church. And then because he said that, all the people moved to that church. <laughs> because you know, when he tells them, don't do this, they say, no, why you say I shouldn't do that? So they all went. So he told, his church people told him that, why is he not saying anything about what is happening? Can't you see that the new man of God has taken all the church people? He said, no, he has nothing to say. Then he, he, he decided to address this matter. In the, he said he has no problem with anybody going to this uh, new anointed man of God's church. He has no problem. But if you will go, make sure that every church program, you must fulfill it before you go. So that if you are a church member and we have meeting here and you are, you are wrong. That's what he said. That's the wisdom I work with. Let me hear amen. amen. Yeah, Kenny Hagen. That's what he said. So he told the church people, look, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with anybody. But when you say we are praying for souls, and you are somewhere praying for something else, you, you are not serious. You are a baby. Amen. You don't understand your assignments. Yeah. Hallelujah. You are a baby. Tossed to and fro. Today, this man is a mighty man. Then tomorrow you are going here. The latest sensation. But where God has planted you in the assignment they have given you, you have neglected it. 
you are ngay, ngay, baby. Yes. Receive wisdom and be wise. Let me hear amen. I said receive wisdom and be wise. Yes. If that your church is not doing anything, no problem. You can go everywhere. But where we have something we are doing and you don't get involved, why are you there for? What is your use? Why are you not involved? You don't believe in what we are doing. Yeah, but the person who is doing that thing is also have a vision. So where's your vision? The person doing the thing has a vision for what he's doing. Your church has so where is your vision? Are you here or here? That's it. To and fro. Baby. Hallelujah. The anointing you honor, that's the anointing will work in your life. If you honor the anointing, it will work in your life. Amen. If you don't honor the anointing, you can't get anything. It's as simple as that. Allah saw Rebbe Goshere. When ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that ye be taught. Those things that be the first principles of the doctrines of Christ. See doctrines. Talk about laying on of hands, faith towards God, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. Those are basic doctrines that God is saying that we should leave behind and go forward. Let me hear amen. You should be praying for somebody for their salvation at midnight. All the souls we committed into your heart. You should be focused on them because that is a higher call. Let me hear amen. If you are praying for souls to be established, Father, save these souls. Look, the miracle you are looking for, God will roll it into your house on the red carpet. Clap your hands and say amen. Say so you put the cart before the horse, but the souls we have given, you are not focusing on them. Pray at midnight. Every soul to be established. It's a war battle. I tell you, telephone will not work. It's a, you must engage the enemy. Ah, this guy, uh, Yongi Cho, the first time he went to do a crusade, was going to have a crusade, they told him, Come. They showed him a woman who was paralyzed for so long, smelling. He said, This woman, if you can raise this woman up, we will listen to your gospel. So he went to him, said, Lord, heal this one. In the night, at night, a huge monster came and attacked him and he fought with the beast come on say fighting with the beasts hey, may you mount up with wings in the night praying for deliverance of soul which your problem oh you don't have money but you are praying god will do shocking things in your life god will do great things in your life those little souls we are giving to you if you focus on them eh, you'll be shocked so he battled this beast throughout the night and then drew man when he woke up in the morning the woman who was paralyzed had woken up. The whole town, they rushed to his house. Where's your Jesus? My God. May God give you a testimony like that. May God give you a testimony like that. Your problems are not over. Your problems, they will never be over. Have wisdom. Because as for life, is war. So every victory you have, put it in your pocket and celebrate. Whilst you fight for the things of God, the other ones will follow you. I said they will follow you. Father, we thank you. We declare this 